Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and thank you for joining me for this bite-sized episode of the Life Lessons podcast with me, Simon Mundy, in which we revisit one nugget from one of my previous conversations and have a closer look. Obviously, Gary Lineker has been in the news recently, more than usual, after a social media fracas that led him to miss a week of presenting Match of the Day and briefly dominated the news headlines. Well, as we now know, that situation was sorted and Gary was quickly back alongside his chums on the MOTD sofa, looking as unruffled as ever. Being centre of the media glare as he was didn't seem to knock Gary off his stride too much. And when you hear about his career playing football, you can understand why. As he says, you need serious resilience to get to the very top of the game, as he did. And so a social media storm is easy to cope with after that. So here's a bit of my chat with Gary, starting with him recalling the managers who had a big impact on him, particularly the fearsome Leicester boss, Jock Wallace. I didn't probably learn too much um, in terms of technical ability, um, tactical side of things. It was very basic, Jock, old school, um, get it forward. And um, But he was a um, huge man. I don't know what he must have been, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, wide as a door, you know. Very strong, growling Scottish accent. And... Um, and I, I, I was terrified. I mean, the first time I ever, I, first time I ever, kind of came across him, he had just got the job, and we had a reserve game the next night. And I was, I was, I was in the reserves at the time. I was eighteen by then, seventeen, yeah, seventeen. And he, I was in half time in the dressing room, sat there. In he comes. Oh, it's the new manager, and he's like massive, eh? and he's growling, and he's swearing, and he's cursing, and he's looking at me. <laughs> and then he marched over, he pinned me against the dressing room door. He's got me by the scruff of the neck, and he's going, "You English, this and that, you we like the." I couldn't understand most of it except for the swear words. 
and and, and I you know I wouldn't have minded, but we were two 0 up and I'd scored both goals. But um, and 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 it was I was terrified, and I honestly thought that I was in trouble. That's like my career. And then at the end of the, you know, the I was he, he told me my office next morning, and I thought, crikey, it's, he's going to end it. He's going to that's it. I'm done. And then I I remember sitting. It was like sitting outside the headmaster's office and waiting to be summoned in. Eventually I was, and he sat me down. And he said, "Hey son, you were magnificent last night." And I've gone. I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> oh, I, um, sorry. <laughs> he said, "I just need to keep your feet on the ground," and I just did certain things. And I thought, "Oh, thank you very much." I'd not slept all night thinking my career was over. Um, but it was messages, you know, and it was it was and he. He made me learn to live properly, not to, you know, not to abuse myself. Um, all sorts of things about attitude and effort and commitment, and of which was was part of, you know, instilled into me largely by him. And obviously, you've got to have that kind of thing inside yourself anyway. But um, we do have have to have it internally. But you need those kind of teachers on along the way, starting with your parents mm. and then these other people. And he yeah, clearly was, had a big impact. Very much so. And I was very lucky with the people that I had. And and the, the guy after him, Gordon Milne, that came in when Jot lost his job, was a different personality, a different character, but more into the like the technical aspects and the tactical aspects of the game. So each of these helped my education growing. I was really lucky with the people, the important people in my life, mm. right from my parents to my coaches to my managers, you know, Howard Kendall, Bobby Robson as an England manager. Yeah. You know, all these things, um, it, it, it could have could have gone the other way if I'd have been badly influenced perhaps by someone in an early part of my career. Because as I said, I wasn't obviously outstanding as a, ch- as a young player, I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, the thing that struck me about Jock and other managers of that ilk, someone like Sir Alex Ferguson is the kind of the tough love thing, which is yeah. what he did with you. And the one side is like, mm. I think Mike Brearley, I interviewed, put it summed up quite nicely. It's like, comfort the troubled and trouble the comfortable. And, and it sounds like what he was doing to you. On the one side, it's like, mm. right, don't rest on your laurels. But on the other side, I'm here if you kind of need me. And... Yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson seemed to have a bit of that, and, and there seems to be less prevalent managers like that these days. A, do you think that's right? And B, do you think that might contribute towards players perhaps being less resilient than they were? Well, before? I think there's definitely been a, a shift away from from that type of, of of manager, the Fergusons, the Jock Wallaces, people you know like that. Um, you know, as, as probably as footballers have become more powerful, more wealthy, you know probably need a little bit more affection than but I think most of us generally respond better to an arm around the shoulder than we do to a kick up the arse but it's, it's about getting the right sort of balance but there's I think there's definitely a little bit of a shift and I suppose that will affect um, the resilience of certain players but you, you know if you're going to go right to the top in football you're going to have to be damn resilient anyway because you know it, even if it doesn't come from the manager you like social media these days you know you've got to be able to take criticism to be a footballer it's like people say now oh, you get loads of sticks sometimes on twitter from people that don't agree with your views and stuff but it doesn't compare to being a footballer no i mean you get you you've got to be able to handle you've got to be tough really really tough to be a footballer and, and you know and one or two players that aren't as tough as you need to be, they won't quite make it all the way to the top. It's just one of those things that you've got to have because, as we've talked before, football matters. It matters too much. Mm. For some people, it's the the most important thing in their lives. Mm. So you have got to be able to handle criticism. Now, whether it 
the, the the management styles will have will have changed slightly and be a bit more arm around the shoulder. And you can see now managers, it's all like they're all friendly. You see Gareth Southgate with these players and they're all friendly. And you see, you see Brendan Rodgers at Leicester now and they're all like having little group hugs and. That, that never happened. That never the case in my day. Even with someone, even with you know really affable people like that I work with, with the, the Howard Kendall and Terry Venables and, and, and Bobby Robson, you know, you, you, it was it wasn't quite like that. There was still a, a it was still a him and us. Whereas now it's more of a, a kind of universal us. You know, look at Klopp and he's and then Guardiola's on the pitch and he with these players. I know, but so it's it's different. It's yeah. different and things do change. Of course. And you talk about having that kind of water off a duck's mentality and, and you spoke about it actually and how that helped with your broadcasting career. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. But I found it very interesting where you, you wrote about how you're just never nervous. And right. so, for example, like in a penalty shootout, the most high-pressure moment in football, and the way you framed it to yourself, which was, right, this is an opportunity to show, show off. off. Show off, is yeah. Right? yeah it's, Rather it's than an opportunity true. to miss. Now, yeah. is, to what degree is that wired and to what degree is that? Do you think you can choose that? I don't think you can choose it. I think you're either like that or you're not. I mean, I spoke to other players that, you know, taking pen like Shearer and Michael Owen, and they, they said they, they were nervous wrecks taking them. So we're all different, but nerves are not a thing I've, I feel. I don't, I've never felt it. Never felt it. And, and the bigger the game, the more excited I was, and the bigger the opportunity. I struggled. I struggled in, like, pre-season friendlies or testimonial games and that and that just because be- they didn't matter because they didn't matter but you get you know world cups and stuff where it really counts um you know sometimes it went well and sometimes it didn't that's football but um but you talk about nerves i i, I was honestly genuinely i'm not it's not a boast it's just a fact yeah. i didn't feel that kind of nervous like butterfly thing in my stomach even in a penalty shootout um i genuinely thought this is a unique opportunity where most human beings will never have this opportunity in life to show what they're made of. And that was it. That was, it was like, come on, bring it on. Thank you for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Life Lessons podcast. If you could please share this episode on social media or with someone who you think might benefit, I'd be immensely grateful. Until next time, have a great week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.